0: Zip it up. Go ahead and zip it up. Well, I'm zipped. All right. All right. And bye <laughs> <laughs> I'm always afraid to do any I'm kind thinking. of countdown because you're just going to fuck with me. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah.
1: What's better than having your girlfriend change your flat tire in the middle of the city hood? Smoking Underground. Episode got a light
0: hello and welcome to Smoke underground
1: hola i am joined today by the sultry
0: and amazing
1: gary what's up how are y'all i hope you're doing all right today and the welcome. vivacious johnny john viviani johnny the freak johnny the cigar freak viviani
0: I don't know if I like that one. I don't know if that should catch on unless John likes it. Oh, John loves it. John. John's not he's listening today, beer. by the way. I don't he's
1: know. Not, what he's not. He's catching up on news for today. Yep. Anyway, he's locked. He's locked in.
0: <laughs> it's quite all right. Uh, so today we are going to be smoking something pretty amazing. I have not had a bad one yet. I don't know about you, Gary, but I have not had a bad one yet. Uh, this bad boy is the, uh, Placencia 149, uh, Koshita, Koshika, we'll go. We'll go to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah. We'll um, we'll this bad know. boy, I looked it up, and I was surprised to see that it's completely Honduras. The whole yes.
1: Place. Yes. It has got all of the right ingredients for yours truly, and that has got all man. It's got Criollo wrappers, uh, Santa Uh, and then the, the Hamastron Corojo. Uh, which I'm a
2: huge
1: fan of. Uh, the Hamastron Corojo is where Mister Mister um, uh, uh, Iroa gets his stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of Hamastron Corojo, uh, and also of the uh, Delanga and uh, crioyo Criollo uh, and the Hamastron uh, Corojo. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So all of that right here in Honduran. Uh, terms right there, spells good. And we're doing four and three-quarter by 60, which is the honcho. Heck, yeah, the Santa Fe, big dog. And, uh yeah, so that's what we're doing so far.
0: It's still, I mean, I know there's the uh, the green Placencia, which is kind of octagular in right. nature. This one's yeah. still, it's not technically octagular, but you can feel where it's in the similar vein. Like, I can feel, like, where they tried to do it or they wanted to do it and they're like, "Yeah, just right. eh, who cares? Uh, right, I, I right.
2: always took this one as a uh, kind of a soft box press. I never even got the octagonal feeling out of it. Well I'm uh, yes, I mean, I can press, see that. It is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe I'm just a, I'm I'm putting my own spin on it because I really like the octagonal
1: one, except for scanning the barcode on it because I always have to remember now, the, oct- it. Uh, the octagonal will get your attention, man.
2: It's nice. That's some good stuff. Placentias yeah. are the absolute worst for scanning for anything.
0: Yeah, I can't stand it. I, that drives me up the walls. I have to peel yeah. it off and scan yeah. the dang thing every time. It's annoying as hell. Yeah. Anyways, this thing, uh, placencia in general, but this one in particular, and most Aroas, um, give me a better taste. So we're going to be talking about why go ahead and make a choice of a cigar, you know, before ever smoking it. We just, you know what, what's the criterias, excuse me, that make you look at a cigar when it's on the shelf and go, you know, I've never had that, but I'm going to try it. I'm not just talking somebody's recommendation, which is a big factor. It helps definitely. But what is it that you're looking for on the shelf that gets your attention? Now there's multiple factors, um, I would say a big one, obviously, is what it looks like and what the uh, wrapper looks like. Just the visual aspects of everything. John, when you go into a humidor, do you have any particular thing that you notice first above anything else? Like a part of the wrapper, the color? What, what is the first thing you notice?
2: Well, if, because you're dealing with me, it's a long, complicated situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> boil <laughs> it down real quick i will break it down uh...
2: well when i walk into the humidor i'm in the mood to smoke something do i am i in the mood for a dark cigar a connecticut that's the first thing and the second thing is what size how much time am i going to take so that that comes into play now once those two things are sorted when i walk into a humidor i look around and my preference is always to lean to cigars that are not in cellophane and that is primarily, I don't know, I like oh, the I've always said I like the rougher edge type looking cigars, more of a traditional cigars. Now, of course, just about everything's in cellophane anymore. And then at that point, it's a matter of just looking at the the cigar, feeling it, if there happens to be some sort of description, maybe I'll read that. But a lot of times, it's kind of how I live my life. I just go with my gut and go, hmm, that one looks good. I like that size. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, Of course, there's always brands that I normally will always avoid. And it doesn't matter what they're doing unless somebody tells me to smoke something by this company or it is extremely interesting. I will totally eliminate that. And then, of course, there's always my fallbacks. But, you know, you walk in and you go, ooh, so-and-so has a new cigar out. I want to try that. That's kind of how I work, unfortunately, because I do spend a lot of time around cigars and listening to various cigar podcasts and creating a cigar podcast. Right. There's not much that slips by that I'm not aware of. I might not realize, that, say, our shop has got it in stock, but... There's a lot of stuff that I'm not necessarily a, you know things that slip under my radar radar. Um, like best example, the M81 uh, blackened. I hadn't heard of that, hadn't paid any attention. Saw it when it first arrived. Blackened. I was in the mood for a dark cigar. It did. It doesn't come in cellophane. It. The packaging was kind of rustic, so I tried it. That. You know, just grab me. It came in on the right day, right color. That's how I work it.
0: Well, you weren't you weren't joking, Gary. That's uh...
2: <laughs> that's the short version. Do you? Uh, want I know. That's why I was
0: like, yeah, that's that's probably John's short version. Um, that's that's, I, 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 that's a
1: summary. You, yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: I have not heard of that one before. Of I'm your eyes going to go to non cellophane cigars. I had not actually, that's not a consideration in my head until now. Thank you. I can see that. I
2: I am an earworm from hell. An earworm. You know, like when I sing a song to you and it sticks in your head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. So the criteria that I would say for anybody new is just use the straight visual. Does it look good to you? Do you think it's going to be good? And then pick it up check it, make sure it's not hard as a rock and uh, kind of go from there. That would be your, your baseline. Now, I don't know. There's be some aspects of being in cellophane that are actually more hygienic. I mean, if you want to go down that route, I don't really think that's an issue, but a lot of people I've, I've heard at the shop, they're like, if it's a brand new cigar, I want it straight out of the box. I don't want it to be sitting on the shelf for a while. And it look like it's been touched a million times.
2: Now the cellophane is a consideration and that's why there's very few cigars that are n- no longer sold without cellophane. Right. And especially after COVID, heck even Padron went to cellophane on just about everything they sell.
0: I know. Sad day. Um so for me, I would say that the visual appeal of it is the absolute for me. It's it's um I'm uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for Gary? I'm uh, I'm
1: that's very dead. shallow. Oh, shallow. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, very shallow. Go. It's gonna
0: look good if there it, if it looks well, like ain't nonsense. Wrong with that. At
1: least you confessed it. That's all right. Yeah. If it
0: doesn't look good when I'm looking at it, then I'm probably not gonna give it a chance.
1: And so yeah, you've got
0: sure. you've got about a two three second window. If I look at you, and notice you, and I'm like mm,
2: maybe, and I grab it. We're not talking about you looking for a date.
1: That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> thinking Fuck that. Uh, grab it, see. smell it, roll it up. Yeah. That's are it. we still talking about the cigar is that what i'm saying is that what I'm sorry <laughs> well depending about that. who you are that's right right, right. look it up yeah. smack
2: it rub yeah. it down
1: that's right that's it Now right there
0: i would say that this Placencia 149 sitting in the box is gorgeous it's it got, is what uh,
1: about that band buddy
0: i was just about to say copper tone band on off white uh and matte black it's got two bands on it um And it's got the shorter band or the smaller band actually closer to the tip, which is usually the other way around. And I really enjoy this. I think it is absolutely visually appealing, and Placencia has done nothing but good stuff anyway, so it honestly matches the criteria of it. And you know the great thing about it, Gary? The matching of the pair.
2: The Ah, matching of the pair.
0: Today's pairing, brought to you by Whiskey Tobacco Fellowship, is bottle and bond heaven hill Kentucky bourbon
1: oh heaven hill is that what I heard oh my goodness it is a wonderful one
0: it's got this caramely flavor to it Uh, I wanted something that wouldn't overshadow but had the similar complement to one another they both
1: have flavor in their own way and uh, both things like my ex-girlfriend oh there you go now heaven hill isn't that four roses as well is that right I believe so I think so too. I think uh Heaven's Hill. Let's see, Heaven's Hill and what's what is the name of that one? Oh shoot. Oh, it's it's uh everybody drinks it. I can't remember what it is. Anyway, yeah. But like Heaven Hill. (laughs) Uh uh, Four Roses. Four Four Roses. roses. Four Roses and Heaven Hill. Yeah. I, I figured I think those are I think those are hand in hand there. But.
0: And it goes really well with the uh, placencia because being the, all the hunter and through and through, it's got a nice dark, deep chocolatey flavor. But yeah. I would say that cedar that's built into it kind of adds yeah. a bit of tickle back of your throat when you're when you're smoking it. It uh, does, doesn't it? It does. It's 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 good. I'm not gonna say it's bad, but I am gonna say I would love to have this same stick without that little bit of bite on the end like the exact same without that small bite to have like you know uh uh, sweet and salty you know like smooth and rough you know kind of have two of
1: the two two of the same pair you know what i mean i do i do yeah that's uh that's that's a good one right there i like that uh i'm not too much of the side uh i don't i'm not a gordo dude i don't too much like a gordo but this right here for the draw i'm getting off of it and the flavor characteristic I'm grabbing here is very nice. Um, I would get this size again just for the draw and the in the flavor because it it seems like it's uh it does it's doing really good for the type flavor profile.
0: So we've got those aspects of just choosing one off the shelf. Now, Gary, you've heard mine. We've heard John's. Do you have anything different to add as far as what you're looking for? Do you have a the oldest man here, the oldest smoker here. What is your, what you look for? What does the master look for when he looks for a cigar?
1: Um, you know, it's, it sounds cliche, and and I hate saying it, but any, you know, anything new, you know, you've got that uh, surface, you know, that shallowness there. I like the way you said that. Uh, you do have that shallowness there, which is which is kind of cool uh but you you also you want to you want to make sure that uh i i got particular brands out there that i look for to see if they have anything you know on the shelf you may have read about it or whatever else and then you want to see if you know if it's on the shelf and so on and so on but really i i, I like going to old old faithful stuff and seeing what's beside it you know seen if there's a new uh shape size blend whatever it may be that's come in that i maybe read about or either skipped over and all of a sudden i see this box going hey oh hello um and uh and of course you got your you got your standard brands that i look for you know steve saka skip all all of all of that brand you know pete johnson uh i like all of that stuff right there and i'll sort of gravitate towards that way. So Perdomo's good, uh, but normally Perdomo is just sort of Perdomo. And Perdomo brings out new stuff. And even though th- they are good, I like something that, you know, somebody has a twist on, has a spin on, and sometimes it even has a story behind it. Right, and that's exactly. It's kind of neat to me. You know, uh, I like the mystique or the drama of the cigar a little bit. Um, unfortunately being in the industry, as long as I have sometimes that particular instance right there, you just got to go, um, you know, you got to overlook sometimes. Um, but nevertheless, anyway, that's what I, that's what I kind of look for, you know, just yeah, see what, you know, um, what's new. And, and, uh, I also have a favorite color. Uh, I like, is that color. Right? I, yeah, I like, uh, I like a Rosado. I like a good. Uh, Cuban, Colorado, Rosado type color, and if that cigar has that particular color, uh, it'll reel me in, and I'll just go straight to it. Um, the uh, the quality of it too. If I pick it up, my smell of it. it smells like a barnyard. Well, we're on the right track. And number two is if it's got a smooth wrapper, it's got three caps, even four caps on there. I know something's done right with it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I like a good, I like a good Rosado or good Rose, uh, reddish brown wrapper. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, that normally just catches my eye right there. And I have to get it just about every time I'm a Fuente Rosado guy. Anyway, I like Fuente Rosado stuff. Uh, but any Rosado is good. I'll
0: tell you, you said something in there that caught my eye and it was, um, the smell like no joke. When I first started getting into cigars, I thought this was the stupidest thing. And then as I got more and more into it, I understood it. And like you take a cigar and you start smelling it and you definitely smell like a barnyard off the tip of it. Uh, You may may turn your nose up. You may have that look in your face because, you know, it's a barnyard smell. I can almost guarantee you from my personal experience, that's going to be a good cigar if it smells like that because it's not going to taste like that. It only smells like that, and that is a great indicator. Absolutely wonderful indicator that it's going to be a decent one, even if yeah. it's uh, hard as a rock too. I mean, even if it's hard as a rock, and it's the only one left, you're probably still going to enjoy it.
1: You know, and the funny thing about it is, and people's not going to people's not going to believe this, I'm sure, but nevertheless, from uh, it's 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 like cigars are like wines. To be honest with you, I mean, not only are they aged and blah 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 blah, but uh, you will know by the smell of the cigar if it's if it's uncellophane, right? If it's uncellophane, you will know by the by the uh, by the smell of the cigar if you're going to halfway enjoy it or not. You really will. You know, a cigar can go from all the way. And I don't, you know, people up north or 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 overseas or you know are listening to this. Uh, we're in we're in Alabama and we're kind of rural down here, believe it or not. Um, but we have a chewing tobacco here. Okay. And that's chewing tobacco is called red man and red man has been around for ages, a yeah, long man. time, long time. So, but, uh, if you get a, if you get a uh, cigar and you smell a, the end of it, and it smells like a barnyard, that's that's all right, right there. But there's oftentimes when you start getting on up towards the small batch, and the special series, and the Davidoffs, and the Opus X, and so on like that. Once you start getting up to that area, right there, you start, you start smelling some red man in there, which is going to have a nice little sweet ambiance to it, uh, almost a, a musky, uh, a sweet musky type. Uh, smell to it that uh, is very, very delectable. It's very attractive, man, and you'll smell that and go, "Whoa, that's kind of nice." Uh, but you, you'll also understand that that's how the um, the rollers, or I'm sorry, how the uh, the blenders. That's that's how the, they blend is by smell. So they'll smell a leaf, and if that leaf smells good, or if that leaf is rich enough, and they can smell that in there. And they've been doing this for years, so if you stuck one in my face, I won't even know what I'm talking about. But they stick these things in their in their in their face, and they smell of it. When they smell of it, they're like, "Okay, let's try this." You know. So yeah, smell, man, gets you. Um, that gets you. uh, you know, a, a good, you know, personality of the cigar and how it's gonna, you know, how it's gonna flavor up. Um now, also the spices I have in there. You. Too. Go ahead.
0: I have another one for you. This one's a little woo-woo, all right? It makes me think of uh, uh, the dude. It makes me think of, you know, tapping on crystals, knocking on the sky. And I kid you not, I have done this, and I still do this today. Having smoked enough cigars, having... Sometimes you're having analysis paralysis. You can't make a decision. You're in the humidor. There's too many to choose from. You don't know what you want. I walk in. I close my eyes. Put my hands up a little bit, and I go, "Speak to me." What what am I smoking today? I like that. And I just stop for a minute, and I just, I kind of, I kind of go on instinct. I turn my head left, and I go look over to the left, and I go, "There you are, right there." Because I kind of let it, I let the vibration. I know it sounds kind of woo woo and out there, but it's worked a few times now. I I have to always. I always have to put aside my my love affair for Aroa recently because i have just been killing them like they going out of style so i always have to tell myself besides a roa, <laughs> what am i feeling today because i can always smoke a aroa
1: that's cool i mean it, i i have literally got to try that because there's oftentimes i will that's one thing um, not jumping track but 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 uh, just sort of getting over the other lane a little bit that's one thing that i thoroughly used to thoroughly enjoy doing actually still do not as much as i did at 280 though at 280 i thoroughly enjoyed it because the humidor where johnny is over there is just stupid big stupid 900 i don't know freaking 940 square feet something like i don't know anyway and um and what i used to do when i when i ran that store right there i'd get there first thing in the mornings and i would of course you walk in get everything prepped, but one of the things that I would do as a geek and as a, as a passion of these things myself, I would open that humidor up, and that humidor has been closed up all night long, and man, you open that thing up, and the Spanish cedar jumps out at you, and of course, dude, you walk in there, and I just close the door, and I just soak, and you just sit there, and I just sit there with my hands on my hips and just take a big old cool, but I've never... I've never done uh sort of a telepathy like you've done and said, okay, talk to me. Who, who, who needs to, who needs to get smoked? Come on. But I will, I will definitely try that. Yeah. To get a little
0: scientific, not really scientific, to get a little, more credibility to that methodology i think of like the electric universe model and how everything's connected through electrical signal and frequency very good and so i'm i'm trying to stop and send a signal out and be like i'm i'm pulsing here who's pulsing back you know who's who wants who wants to be smoked today what what flavor what what mindset am i in that the cigar that i want is going to fit this criteria now Obviously, I'm going to go in with a lot of biases this way and that way because there's the brand that shall not be named that I won't smoke any of. And there's Aroa that I have to keep myself from smoking because that's all I'll ever smoke. And I just stop and I go, Ro- room one, 141. What was it 141, 121? Oh, my gosh. I just forgot the room name.
2: 101?
0: 101. Thank you. Room 101. I remember doing that at 280 one time. I walked in there hanging out with a buddy of mine. I just walked in. Put my hands up, close my eyes for a second, and it just—that's what I wanted. I, I, I opened my eyes, was looking right at it, and I—I I had to have it. It was—I just had to have it. That's what I got, and I enjoyed the hell out of it.
1: How about that? That's neat. That's that's pretty cool, right there. I mean, Yeah, yeah. It's a message uh, to try if you can't make a decision. It is. It is. Uh, and that's the thing too, man. You, yeah, that's the thing. You can uh, you get some feedback on what you're going gonna gonna smoke there, which is awesome. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, you don't
0: want to be too judgmental too. You may pick one that you just did not like, but if it's the first time you've had it, yeah, you can give it a, give it some grace. Just think to yourself, you know, maybe I need to buy another one and let it sit in my humidor at home in a in a smaller yeah, yeah. environment for a couple yeah, of yeah. weeks because yeah. I'm not a big fan of Liga Privada. Not a big mm. fan of them. I have I wow. don't enjoy them that often. To me the uh, the pig is the worst cigar I've ever smoked in my life.
1: Yeah, no hat.
2: No, it but, isn't.
0: <laughs> John's like, I remember the one that was the worst you've ever smoked in your life. And you're right. Um, it's a, it's, it's not my favorite, but I will say I had a Liga Pravada. I can't remember which one it was. It was probably the T52 or it was something else that I had one in my humidor and forgot about it, came back to right. it and I had nothing else to smoke. And I didn't want to smoke my really expensive one. So I chose that one and I didn't hate it because oh. it had been sitting there for like two, three months And it was better. And I can only attribute that to the fact that I bought a second one in that same mindset and just forgot about it. Came back to it, and it was better because it had time to like settle in with my cigars and all the ones that I buy and the flavors that are in there mixing together.
2: Well, there's definitely something I've become really aware of in the last couple of years, especially with this cigar boom of the last couple of years that we're just getting out of and the back orders and stock coming in and it immediately being put out on the shelf and immediately being sold and immediately being smoked, uh-huh. it doesn't have the time to acclimate. I mean, it comes off the boat, gets put on a truck, goes goes to a warehouse, gets put on another truck, comes to the shop, gets opened and put on a shelf, all within two weeks. Yeah, And from the time it's loaded into that, well, unloaded from that first container in the summer, it's just exposed to horrendous heat. In that, that I mean, tobacco is a living, breathing organism. I mean, granted, it's at the end of its life because it's no longer growing, but it needs <laughs> some time to relax. It's just like you don't take a steak off the grill, slap it on your plate, cut it up, and eat it. You need to let it rest for a few minutes for the exactly. the juices and the the and the, I'm finding that no matter how bad I want to smoke this cigar that just came in the door, I might want to wait a week. And I, you know, I was, you know, recently, I'd say the Blacken's the one that's the most recent in my mind. I smoked it literally. The truck dropped it off that afternoon. They cut the box open. I might've smoked it before it was even in inventory and it was horrible. I agree. Absolutely horrible. But when we had it recently, And now I've went back and had one or two more now that it's sat for a period of time. And we've had restocks in that. So it's not like it's sat for six months, but it's not that rush, 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 rush. And that's the problem cigars have in the last couple of years, especially every we talk about 5000 hands and taking your time and enjoying and respecting the creation but we got to a point where once it was created, how quickly can I get it smoked or get it lit? Not necessarily smoked, but lit, and it just ruined, a, you know, a lot of potentially good cigars to me because it needed to to rest and relax. And something I've been paying attention to even more recently is certain cigars need to be stored certain ways, and we'll get into humidity and things. But I recently learned Davidoff does not use Spanish cedar. And if you take your Davidoffs and put it in a Spanish cedar humidor, you will totally change the taste of your Davidoff to a taste that was never intended to be.
0: Interesting. You know, I'd never, never thought about that.
2: I've just heard it in a couple of places and I want to research a little bit more and I want to talk to our rep next time I see him and ask him about it, but I'm kind of going, you know, you're right, because all of a sudden, this and this and this, those aren't so, you know, Spanish cedar stored and things like that. It's always a learning process. And even even the experts of the experts always are learning. You know, you, you've got to learn something new every day.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 You still you're talking about uh, you're, you're talking about Davidoff, and, of course, Spanish cedar there. Davidoff's, uh, Davidoff's human Doors are not Spanish cedar. They're, they are an oak. Uh, they're almost like an ironwood, if you will. Uh, very durable. Uh, very, uh, they don't, they don't have a whole lot of breathing room when it comes to a, uh, to porous. You know, uh, they like, they like things to stay just like they are and let the yeah. cigars humidify themselves and let them naturally, uh, what I call soak. Um, and that's that's what they enjoy doing and that's what they you know, that's that's what uh, they they do that uh particularly because they have a you know, they've got a science that they follow and they follow it to a T and they're very meticulous about doing that. Um yeah, that's definitely that. Uh your your Spanish cedar uh, stuff, of course, your humidity for your Spanish Cedar stuff is made for Made for the cigar to breathe. It's made for it to age, if you will, and uh, made for it to to mellow or smooth. Um, you know, uh, except for you know, if you get extremely low brands like a short filler or sandwich fillers or mid filler or something like that, then you know, good luck with that. But uh, but nevertheless, if you get some good thick Nicaraguan stuff, then you're you know you're talking some some stuff that can actually breathe it can actually do something for you. That's yeah, a fair so, point uh,
0: about Davidoffs. I'm going to have to tell a few of my friends. They're big Davidoff fans. And no. that could uh, that could change the name of the game. That could change. Uh, they would make somebody buy another humidor just for Davidoffs. I could see yeah,
2: that. Da- uh, uh, I'm trying to read because we should transition to the other half of our topic tonight.
0: Yeah, we're ready. Let's um, do it.
2: The – One of the things being introduced to PCA this week, now it's been known for a while, but they weren't quite ready to take orders. Actually, it was kind of originally shown a year ago, but they're not telling me what it's made out of. And that's what I was really curious about because Atabay has this absolutely gorgeous humidor um, that's now available for orders. Well, starting tomorrow, I think, start on Friday. Um, They're four grand, they come with 60 Atabay cigars in it, but it's this multi-tiered, multi-drawer thing. There's uh, the lid opens and you've got a display of Atabay. And then there's a drawer on the front that opens and you've got a display. And then there's two drawers that open out from the lower sides. And like I said, there's 60 Atabay cigars in there and there's five of each, or 60 Atabay cigars in there, five of each each size that they produce from the, uh, eight by 50s down to the f- uh four by 40s, f- five of each. So,
1: wow, um, that's crazy. And they'll be available tomorrow. That's going to be January, it's going to be January 7th, 2023. There, so
2: no, Ju- July, July 8th,
1: July. I'm sorry, wrong Jay. My, <laughs> you're
2: in <you're laughs> the wrong you're, you're, completely. Yeah. Well, y- and God. you've got to be at PCA and you've got to order it. So, Knowing Harris, he usually orders one or two of these things, so we might be able to see it. Because we did. What did he order? Five of the uh, Padrone 50th Humidors, and he ordered that ungodly Monte Cristo one. I don't know whatever came of it. I don't know if somebody bought it or not. I no, either. I think, but no, I, I, think I was going to kind of end with the Adabay stuff, but I may as well jump in since I'm already there. Where yeah, did it go? Yeah. I wanted to talk. We, we talked about what makes you want to smoke a cigar or buy a cigar etc and Adabe at PCA this year is if this pop up gets I don't know you go to these cigar sites they always want to make sure you're 21 Adabe well n- well Nelson Alfonso he's introducing the Adabe limited edition humid uh humidor um and then he's uh see here he's introducing the Adabe black retos Which, if you remember back when we were, no, we were still smoking underground. About a year, year and a half ago, Atabay was the first to come to market with the NFT cigar 2020. Well, 2021. It was limited to 25 single cigars and 100 boxes with unique, they were a unique digital cigar. Well, now he's actually brought it into the real world. And now you're going to get an Atabay black. Which is uh, Ecuadorian Maduro Come over on, or, uh, over um, the standard Atabay fillers, which you know Nelson's always been real quiet about, but some people have pushed him, and you know he's kind of a, said that it's a lot of it's a uh, Peruvian tobacco. Which guess what? Now that he said that, lots of luck buying Peruvian tobacco.
1: Well, Rocky's used Peruvian tobacco for a long time.
2: The Atabay Black is Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper, binders undisclosed, filler undisclosed, and Peruvian Lajaro. It'll be available in a six and a half by 55, uh, MSRP $50. 5,000 boxes or 5,000 cigars, 200 boxes of 25 will be the
1: production. Oh, I'd like to taste one of those. Man, man, I bet that's good.
2: Well, to throw that one up, or to go along with that, um, he has the 10-year extra-aged Atabase, where the standard Atabase is aged five years before it's released to market. He took a small selection of uh, the Dioses and aged them an extra five years. Well, small selection. He's got 9,250 cigars available 370 boxes of 25 and he's kept the price the same so they're fifty suggested retail that would be something to buy even if you don't want to smoke when i say you don't want to smoke it right away but you really want to smoke it but that that cigar i can see appreciating and having some markups in the um after sale
1: yeah big time and the other thing that
2: nelson's doing is he um after having the alfonso grand selection which was uh Smoking Underground, Cigar of the Year, budget, no, no budget restraints. He's now introducing the Alfonso on Añejo. It, it debuted a little bit last year, but it's now finally coming to market. Um, and it's just like I like. Oily, rich Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So you get a darker profile Alfonso. Looking forward to this one, aged in French oak for five years. And uh, price on that guy is supposed to be. No, I don't have a suggested retail on that one, guys. How dare you? How dare you? Gonna have to suffer on that one. But that's one of the things coming out that I'm hoping Harris gonna uh, gonna bring back in his little satchel. Um, I was gonna start off with because we all know I like a uh, aganosa leaf.
1: It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it is.
2: Uh, where's my aganosa? They outline their new releases here we've already talked about their their big one no pun intended the uh, the lunatic 10 by 100 40 bucks comes in its own coffin uh, 2500 per year and is supposed to become a um, production cigar it is a torpedo so that the the end does come down to a smokable size I mean if you're thinking the 9 by 90 asylum, or the 8x80 eight asylum 8 6x80 asylums those are t- you know blunt ends you've got to wrap your mouth around 80 64 of an inch or 90 64 of an inch this one at least um what do i want to say tapers a little bit i'm kind of Okay for
1: yeah so it's uh, uh, more about more right perfect almost well,
2: damn. You might call it Bellicoso, but Bellicoso is small. No, I think it's more of a torpedo okay. where it okay. I mean the majority of the cigar, I'm a bet in nine inches of this cigar is a hundred sixty fourths, but then it tapers down, that last inch tapers down to uh maybe a sixty ring gauge.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a sound like a bellicosa gordo's was I don't know. about that? Or special figurado at least. How about that? Uh, then neat. they're
2: they're uh introducing a premium line. What's it called? What's it actually how they word it? Um, not a premium line, but they offer a cigar called the New Cuba, and this is called the the New Cuba, New Cuba Superior. So it's been something, it's a high-end budget cigar. Uh long-leaf tobaccos, all of that. Uh really good. Cigars and more doesn't carry this one. It's to me probably a competitor of your Lot twenty threes and that a little bit better than a fresco, but okay. not not a real mainstream cigar. Right, right. <clears throat> okay. uh, I can't find information, but I've heard about it. Asylum is actually supposed to be introducing a infused competitor to acids. We know that the three of us aren't a big infused cigar people, but it's you know something Asylum's looking to do. And they are also introducing a PCA exclusive 2023, which there's so many different exclusive asylums. As, you know, the Asylum 13 and the Asylum and the Asylum Pandemonium and the Asylum Medula. If operative. everything's exclusive, then nothing's exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I be, the, uh, what makes these exclusive is you place your order at PCA and that's the only time you can order. It. If you're not at PCA, you're unable to order these cigars right unless of course they probably have 8,000 billion left over and then they'll just re label them no company wouldn't do that oh one of the podcasts i listen to the one of the hosts has a really viable in my opinion a, a very a very viable opinion in my opinion on limited release cigars and that's we only can make 2,000 of these cigars because we only have enough tobacco to make 2,100 cigars. Right, and right. We're just cleaning out the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. This is scrap stuff that we couldn't use on our cheap cigars.
0: Yeah, no joke. That is a uh, that is a practice that is done more often than you might think. And when you get some uh, cigarillos, too, some of those cigarillos, that is, that is the floor sweepings. I mean, it's not, not bad. Those are definitely floor sweepings.
2: Oh, and geez. for yeah. Devin, yeah. let's see, I'm, I'm trying to see if I've got a name of this cigar other than the Aroa PCA 2023 exclusive. Ooh. Um, only 3,000 cigars per Vitola were created in this blend and contains, or contains Christian Aroa's trademark authentic corojo.
1: Come on, Daddy.
2: Uh, nice. Complex blend offers a rich and leathery smoking experience with undertones yeah. of spice via oh. the authentic Corojo Coro- 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 tobacco.
1: Oh, Ooh, are we going to get and some of those? Yeah.
2: Like CLE's sure. PSA. Oh, I like this. The binder and filler are composed of tobaccos from CLE's new farm in South America. yeah. Mm. These will be priced between a five by fifty seventeen up to a six by sixty at nineteen with his trademark eleven by eighteen and then the fifty two by six right both at eighteen dollars. Are we gonna get some of those at uh, our stores? I will bet because just the way we i can't promise anything. I wasn't able to sit down and see if christian had a a shopping list and the other one that I'm hoping we get um, and I commented to him on Facebook today because <laughs> I am I am a huge Kristoff fan, kind of the way Devin is, his padrones and that. And this gentleman was smoking his new Puro Kristoff Nic- Nicaraguan, ooh,
1: ooh.
2: <laughs> but it doesn't have the loose tobacco foot and it doesn't have the pigtail, which immediately mm-hmm. is a turnoff to me.
0: Right. Ooh.
2: So he better be sending me a sample because that's not going to be one that I rush out to smoke. Really? Um, I like the rough edge. of I like the loose foot. I like the pigtail. I like the rustic boxes. I like the the loose tobacco, just like we spoke of earlier in the show. This one does not sound like a cigar that I would smoke. I'm sure it's good, but will it become a regular? Uh, I question.
1: I question. That's just
2: the simple, and there's, you know, 5 by 50 Robusto, 950 six and a quarter by 54 Toro 1050 6 by 60s 1075 um very simple um Nicaraguan puro mm-hmm. and then they are leaning into a I'm do, doing my information backwards um they're doing a PCA 2023 signature series which Everybody does. We just talked about a Rose yeah,
1: and a right, and, right, Uh yeah. Six and a
2: quarter, by 54 box press Toro that uses a Brazilian Maduro wrapper, Dominican binder, and filler of uh, Dominican and Nicaraguan. <laughs> 12 bucks a cigar. I mean. It's not bad. Limited to 1,000 boxes. And that should be called, that's the PCA Signature Series. PCA Signature and then Series. And they trade Comprador's. Unfortunately, I don't read Spanish nor speak it. Hell, I barely (laughs) read and speak English. Um, This, again, is a a, a Nicaraguan Piro. Uh, No specifics on what's making it different than the standard uh, Christoph Nicaraguan. Uh, Tobaccos are sourced from Esteli, Hopla, and uh, Condega for the binder, wrapper, and filter.
0: Just say it with an accent, and you'll always sound... Uh, wow. ah,
1: yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. you
2: are. So they're saying all three of the new releases are produced at Tabacalera Von Eakin yeah. uh, in the Dominican mouth. Republic, formerly known as Charles Fairmore. Uh, mm. uh, no okay. shipping date is set, but August or September. And the nice thing about PCA this year everybody's reasonably certain that these cigars are ready to ship because what's happened in the past is you go in July and you order your cigars and they might get to you by December or January, but PCA changed their date for 2024. And there's a March. The next PCA is uh, in March and possibly not in Vegas, possibly Hmm. within driving distance for some podcasters. I know. Really? Everybody's, People that are thinking that stuff that wasn't going to ship until later in the year, you know, normally would ship until later, will just be introduced in March and be ready to ship as soon as it's ordered. Cool, cool. And the uh, only other one that I'm going to add, and I don't know too much about it, I just remember we don't stock them anymore. As far as I know, maybe they're straggling in some stores, but Casada is relaunching their Oktoberfest 2023. Oh, How wow,
1: I can't October. wait to taste that. Huh? I can't wait to taste that. That's going to be good. I mean, all our Oktoberfest so far have been great, yeah.
2: Yeah. I've always liked the Oktoberfest, and I saw that come across, and I go, hmm, might have to seek out that. I've kind of got a list of cigars here that I need to order because your local retailer doesn't necessarily stock all of them. Got to give them the benefit of the doubt and got to spend money with them. But every now and then, I mean... You said earlier in the show, you know, the size of 280s humidor, it's one of the largest humidors in Alabama, 2,200 facings, probably more now, and that's maybe one-fifth of the cigars on the market. I mean, it would be virtually impossible to have a retail shop that stocked absolutely everything.
1: Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something, man? Just love you know that small little bit right there, and yet you still got a humidor. It's just stupid big, right? Wow, man! The industry just keeps growing, just yep. keeps growing.
2: Yeah, we got five wow, stores. Awesome. We could stock every single cigar on the market between all five stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's no duplicates yeah. in each store.
0: Man, yeah. that'd be great, wouldn't it? You'd have like a, a Harris could do uh, like challenge coins, and you have to you can only purchase it at the store once you've smoked through everything in that store we
2: had a guy who was doing that um at 280. he wanted to smoke everything in the store and he would come in and every well every almost every day and would just you know smoke bottom shelf top shelf and you know and then he eventually learned that things change quicker than he can smoke around the humidor because then you would have to go back and get something and get back and get something. <laughs> you literally would have to go in and buy one of everything on one day and then smoke all of that. And then probably by the time you're done, 80% of what's in the humidor will have changed. Padron won't change. Fuente won't change. And Davidoff won't change. They might have a couple new ones. But everything else, who knows? It would be so, kind of interesting
0: in the- between the five stores if... I don't know, maybe not everything in the humidor, but, like, have an exclusive to Trustville, an exclusive to Mountain Brook, an exclusive to Patton Creek, you know, exclusive, like, one or two cigars. And if you went through and did got all of them and smoked them and got it signed off by the manager or the person working there, you could then get the challenge coin or something like that.
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: Yeah,
2: I, so you could just like, you can track that by utilizing the cigars and more Vitola Fine Cigars point system. That's right. You you, ha- you have to purchase it. I guess you have to smoke it, and more than just purchasing it. But and you could do you can get the Smoking Underground Challenge coin.
0: Right, like if you try to ring it up, and in your inventory of what you've purchased, you don't have all five of them purchased, it'll say can, it is not eligible for purchase, and it puts it at like two hundred dollars the coin. But as soon as you've got all five of them purchased, boom, it drops down to whatever the challenge coin costs. Yeah. yeah.
2: And what do I get to do with the challenge coin? Every time you see Harris in a shop, (laughs) you lay it down next to him. And if he doesn't have his on him, he buys you a cigar.
0: Uh, You know, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad (laughs) idea. I would love that. I can see it also being like a forever uh, 5% off or forever 10% off or something, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah.
1: me. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. I he would have one.
2: If you, if you we had that challenge with Harris, he would make the th- thing into like uh, oh, an yeah. African cougar and necklace. Oh yeah, and be wearing yeah. that thing around yeah, yeah. his neck all the time.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, he'd have that thing embedded in a shoe. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah.
0: He'd start wearing a name tag, and it would be just like part of the name tag, so it's
1: always it's, on him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh yeah, you would catch him. With oh, that. oh,
0: that's I know what cool he would do. Face. He'd get a watch made where the front of that face is the challenge coin and where the watch everywhere.
1: Nice. That'd be nice. cool. That would be cool. It sure would. This sure would. Man, that'd be nice.
2: Well, good deal. This oh, is and that. the one cigar I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two cigars I forgot to mention. One, the Perdomo 30th anniversary is going on sale on, in two days on the 8th, and obviously, for those listening, we're releasing this episode out of order, so it's a little bit... You're not getting all this PCA information a month after PCA. <laughs> you're just Sorry. getting it a week after PCA. That's it, yeah. And the yeah. other one that I hear talked about on a certain podcast, and one person's betting it's going to be available, and the other person's betting it's not, is the Padrone fuente collaboration.
1: Ooh, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. You got to let me know if we get those at 280.
0: I got to go
2: back. Man. The bet is if it is available uh, for purchase and you purchase it, one, will it be delivered? Two, will they let you sample it before you purchase it? No. And three, (laughs) how expensive is it going to be? $25. Because there are a tremendous number. ...of 20 okay. and $30 cigars being uh, introduced this week. Oh, well. And there, the market said. isn't there for 20 and $30 cigars anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, McAuliffe just introduced the McAuliffe Black, and unfortunately, we stopped carrying McAuliffe's, Uh Eight bucks. Oh. And I managed to get a hold of one of those. Wonderful, wonderful cigar. Really? And really? just like the $5 McAuliffe we used to carry, which I told the, our rep was what i thought should be the most expensive one and it was the cheapest one it's almost the same thing this eight dollar cigar they could probably get 15 or 16 bucks for and you wouldn't feel bad paying
1: right right yeah that means that, that means they rewrapped it and uh and rebanded and of course marked it from five to 15 now so
2: yeah well so well. so that's that is the new cigars and since you're so bored of hearing me should I give my little news bit, or should I talk about it later on? No, go ahead, please. Quick, it, believe it or not, it's just a quickie. Oh, please, John, yeah. We talked about Cuban cigars in a couple of, a couple episodes ago. Uh-oh. And the Cohiba lawsuits and, well, you know, what happens if Cuban cigars become legal in the United States, et cetera? Yeah, right. Well, a company has just been authorized by the United States Trade Association, whatever they are, um, to start selling U.S.-produced cars to private individuals and companies in Cuba for the first time in 60 years. Good.
1: That's going to be great. That's the first farmer. So the embargo is going to go one way then, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. They can't sell to us.
2: They can't okay. no. They can't sell to us, and it you. They have to. The Cuban citizens have to apply for the car through this company, and ha, and this company has to deliver it. Uh, they have thirty applications so far for cars. God only knows how expensive they are in that. But you know, they, they again have to be a private individual, and it has to be or a private corporation, because Cuba's kind of going that way. And it has to be a Chevrolet, Ford, GM, or Tesla product.
0: Wow.
1: Really? Wow. So it
2: has to literally be an American car company that is based in the United States. Keep in mind that Chrysler Dodge is now owned by the French and Italians.
0: Oh, good. They get to oh, enjoy the, uh, the, the the crappily made uh, American cars, too. Yeah. Good for them. And they're wonderful cars. So I won't get into go. that subject
1: here. <laughs> there
2: we go. As you yeah. sit in your Toyota.
1: That's right, Toyota. Yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah, I'm sitting. Yeah, and I'm sitting on a 300,000 mile Nissan Maxima. Yeah, Pass.
2: and I'm and I'm driving a Mini because my Ford's in the shop until October.
1: <laughs> uh, touche.
2: Well, I Ford will be it. providing me a rental beginning sometime next week. There you go. Which might speed up the October. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: let's do a little bit of a final review of the cigar since uh, we're smoking it now down to the bottom. I'm going to go ahead and go first on this and say the beginning was amazing. When it got towards the middle, it kind of kind of tapered off. I was kind of not enjoying it. I mean, I was enjoying it, but it just wasn't the, 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 the big hurrah that it was in the beginning. And now that it's down near the, the end, kind of still enough in the, on the cigar. It's not down in the nub, but it's about where the band was it's gotten better again. And I did a purge down to the center and there's, there's a lot of flavor notes to it. Uh, Pretty much all the ones that they even said on their website were right there. You got kind of a darker creamy. You have to really slow Mm -hmm. down. You can't hot box this one at all. If you hot box it at any point, you've lost all the flavor with it because of how temperamental the cigars in general are when you overheat them. So overall good stick. I would definitely smoke it again. It's, I think it goes good with smoother libations. I wouldn't go with a harsh one. Honestly, I know this is going to sound really strange, but I think it would go really good with tequila. Mm, really? Yeah, I think wow. you get that, that fruitiness of tequila mixed with mm. this cedary, dark chocolate kind of flavor, and I think they would mm. complement each other back and forth like crazy.
1: Wow. It might even go hey. good with a gin yeah gin i can see talking about fruitiness yeah, yeah i can Tanical. see that very much so uh, yeah Yeah. how about you Gary? what do you think yeah yeah uh, john john have you smoked this thing yet
2: i don't have my notes on this cigar so i can't comment i apologize yeah.
1: all right yeah I, I i thoroughly enjoy it um i really uh I've really enjoyed this particular size as far as, you know, I'm, again, I'm not a Gordo guy. I don't like 60 ring gauge at all, but I think that the four and a half is, has, has actually gotten, um, I think it was prepared for full, uh, for good flavor. You know, uh, I'm glad that they didn't make it any longer. Uh, I think if they made it any longer, if it was a six inch or something that that fact, in my opinion, I think it would lose a lot of the flavor off the top um i think it would probably have a little little bit more of a dead flavor not not dead one but more of a milder type flavor to it so i'm glad they made it in the four inch to where you could really get the nuance of the bang of the very first right there which is great and all those oils coat the inside as you're smoking it down anyway so that's kind of nice and uh and deb i think i'm about the same same distance as where you are right there and i'm i'm definitely picking up some nice creamy and and um nice creamy and if you will a little base of cocoa weeness uh in there as well, well very nice almost a, a um, not necessarily an overtone but a nice little undertone of padronish if you will um and uh thoroughly enjoying this I really, I really like it. Nice earthiness to it as well. Real good. Uh, I like the, uh, I like the, the, uh, evenness. Uh, that proves that it's got a good roller. It's doing it too. So it's quality. Right. Um, it's been very I would like to taste this in a V, in a V cut. Mm, it has. I would like to taste this in a V cut. Uh, I don't think I would probably stay away from, uh, no, John would probably defer from this, but I don't think I would probably have this in a shirkin. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. I think pro- yeah, I think it would probably steal a little bit more of a flavor away from it. Yeah, but I did. Um, I think would really do something with this. Yeah,
0: I did a a standard punch. I didn't have my wide mouth punch, but I really wanted to try. I really wanted the wide mouth punch to be honest with you because I think it would have opened it up a little bit more. Oh yeah. it a little bit better.
1: Yeah, the the guillotine did too, buddy. It did. The guillotine brought it brought it to the front like it should. Um you know, I'm just spitting tobacco out everywhere, but I mean, nevertheless, <laughs> still, you know, it's still got a nice, uh, n- nice bang from all of that flavor that's coming down. And right now, at this particular instance here, I got about an inch and a half left. And, uh, and it's, it's got some really nice flavor notes to it right now. Yeah, it does. Nice. John, great did you have a chance day, to dude. smoke it?
2: Uh, I had a chance to smoke it, but I lost my notes on it. I have had a couple of them over the, time we have been selling them Uh, i chose it because i do know i like it but i can't tell you the subtlenesses that i like uh i'm with gary i don't like the 60 ring gauge but for some reason that four and a half size makes it work well good deal remember everybody uh
0: if you like what you hear share it with a friend like share subscribe all that you can uh go to SmokingUnderground.com to catch all the latest everything that we do and uh, this one uh, is, as usual, brought to you by Vitola's Fine Cigars, where you can go there and order cigars. Anything over $50 has free shipping. Uh, other than that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Gary and John.
1: And um, You as well. There you go. We'll see you
0: guys on the next you exciting well. adventure of Smoking Underground.
1: Hear, hear.
2: Later, everyone. Bye. Later.